Thoughts Comics Now. Aloha, comic book fans. Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 178, where I do a lot of strong recommending, but only lightly reviewing of what I consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, October 10th, and this particular podcast believes no one can destroy the metal. The metal will strike you down with a vicious blow. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latore. How you doing? I hope that you and yours are happy and healthy. That's what's most important. Please hit the subscribe button softly to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And please follow us on the Instagram, the Twitter, the Facebook, the Xbox Live, the YouTube, at Sunspots Comics. And before we get started, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my dad, my father, Roger Latori. And if I could just get serious for one second, I just wanted to say I love you, Dad, and I've just been just having a joy being your friend and having you in my life and going and watching all the kinds of movies that we go and see, and uh, thank you for so many things in my life. A long time ago, when my parents divorced, I decided to follow my dad to get to know him, and I moved to Las Vegas. Kind of kind of a risky move at the time, but I... It just paid off because I got to know what kind of man he was and spend some time with him. And he's a very quiet, humble man of a few words, but uh, always very inspiring, very positive, and just a beacon of light. That is my dad. So I love you, Dad. Happy birthday. And now, I love to start the show with some humble thank yous. First and foremost, and most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Thank you for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Whether it's the first time you're joining us or you're a Sunspots Comics loyalist from the beginning... Seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for singing and making our fantastic, wonderful Sunspots Comics theme song. It always gets stuck in my head, and I love it. Check out his solo singing stuff on Facebook.com slash PopDs with a Z. Also, his band Solution. Check them out at Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love reggae and rock and ska and you love when they all come together and music just makes you feel good, then you're going to love the stuff that my buddy Nick Papa George sings and his band Solution, so check them out. So thank you, Nick. Also, thank you to comic book artist Mike Ruth, at Uncouth Ruth, by the way. You should follow him immediately. He sent me a bunch of prints of his ridiculous art, which I will be sharing very soon on all the social media at Sunspots Comics. He sent me... Prince of Swamp Thing. Actually, those might be might be my favorite. Uh, there's also Batman Prince and Animosity. I love it from Aftershock Comics. Vikings and more. There's even a Batman and Swamp Thing together. His art is absolutely stunning. You should check it out. I was introduced to his art uh, back when he did this amazing variant cover of the Aftershock comic called Pestilence, A Story of Satan, issue number one from Aftershock Comics. He did this amazing variant. You gotta see it. If you want to see what it looks like, just go to Sunspots Comics Instagram on June 5th. You'll see it there. A couple of pictures of it. It's just orange and this foily, cool Viking monster awesomeness. You gotta check it out. He also has a new comic book uh, coming out called Dodge. There's a link to Dodge on his Instagram. Again, it's at Uncouth Ruth. That's U-N-C-O-U-T-H. R-O-O-T-H. So thanks again, Mike, for the beautiful prints of your art. Again, I'll be sharing all 10 of these prints very, very soon at Sunspots Comics. So tune in very soon 
for Mr. Mike Ruth's beautiful art. Thank you again. And last but not least, thank you to our sponsor, popuptea.com. If you love a super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts, then you are gonna love popuptea.com. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you will get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff. So please go check them out and thank you to popuptea.com. So now let's make a giant superhero landing. Ouch, some knee pain. <laughs> right into the center of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 178, starting out with some stuff. That's been a floating around up inside of my nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my parasite-filled nerdy frontal lobes is my Venom second view movie review. So yes, I saw it a second time. Uh, before I begin, of course, spoiler alert. This will be a super fast review because ultimately my first review of Venom the movie stands on its own. I didn't make or feel any really any difference, but I wanted to, I did notice some, uh, some more of those MCU Easter eggs here and there, so I did notice those. It's nice to always kind of see those articles online with these giant lists of Marvel Easter eggs and then kind of go, oh, there's one, oh, there's one, and watching it as you're, you're kind of actually looking with your, you know, with the actual side vision there. You're looking at your uh, peripherals to watch the movie. So I enjoyed that, and some of them were th just there. So you should definitely look at the list of Easter eggs and watch the second time and kind of enjoy watching some of those. Just don't point them out and go, oh, look, there's one! Like, you're in a theater, come on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no Spider-Man, no white spider on Venom's chest, and the origin story, of course, that's just very different from the comic book source material. They're still just kind of light aches and pains for me. I, I just absolutely thought it was fun and fast, and it just really sets up the upcoming Venom trilogy properly. So, yeah. I mean, uh, Tom Hardy has come out saying he signed up for three of them. Plus, thanks to the success of the Venom movie, it's making a ton of money. Yes, the critics aren't liking it, but us fans are speaking with our dollars. But thank you to the success of Venom, we will be getting a Morbius living vampire movie starring Jared Leto. Yes, it's going to happen. It's green lit. So thank you, Venom, for green lighting Morbius or for bringing Morbius to life. Next, I want to see a Blade movie. Come on, bring it on. Uh, so if you want to hear my full first Venom movie review, just go and check out last week's Sunspots Comics podcast, issue number 177 on the feed. But my feelings remained the same about the Venom film. So that's my quick second view movie review of Venom. Another thing that's lodged up in my nerdy brain real good is my review of the DC Universe Online Season 1 Episode 1 of the live-action series Titans. And of course, before we start, spoiler alert! So, Titans, this particular episode, one season one, it's all about the origin stories in this episode. Yes, and I'm totally fine with the alterations of their origins from the original comic book source material, mainly because these are characters I really like, but don't hardcore love, I would say. I really like them. Titans is definitely darker than I expected, especially Raven. They really focus on how Rachel, Raven... Her dark gift is really just a heavy, frightening burden on Raven and her mom. Raven is not having any superhero fun, folks. <laughs> not at all. But that was the overall tone in this. It felt like a very dark, gritty, 
kind of joyless, but very violent, rated R drama. And I'm really looking forward to seeing some hope. Just a flicker of it would be fine. Uh, maybe some just fun superhero stuff. It's just to give you a little taste. I know it's not overall what this is all about. It's about gritty and dark and heavy and bloody. But, you know, they need to sprinkle that in. We need some superhero-ness to kind of fuel the hope that I think is very positive and interesting about comic book hero stories. And yet, uh, I mean, I was really surprised by how much bloodier and, and just grosser this, this was overall. I was really prepared for it to be that way, but I wasn't prepared for some of the actual disgusting gore in this. So be prepared. And Dick Grayson, Robin, being the youngest detective in the history of all detectives, <laughs> it's just a little hard to believe at first, but I found myself just kind of quickly drinking the Kool-Aid there, and I got over it. But uh, Dick Grayson in the comic books to me has always represented the most sort of fun. I know it's it's lightly saying that. Um, and mentally stable, which says a lot because of how the Bat family is. But uh, he's not at all like this in Titans. He's not at all like kind of how he's portrayed in the comics. Maybe they'll evolve him. Sure, we can't maybe expect just for him to be that way exactly right off the bat. There will hopefully be an evolution. We've got a lot of episodes, etc. So... Maybe we will see a change in Dick Grayson Robin, but he's always the one that's kind of cracking jokes. He's, he's you know, in the last few issues, Dick Grayson was like trying to talk Batman uh, into just having a little lighter feeling about being Batman and he wasn't having it. I know that's a step forward, etc. and it's the comics, but I just hope they kind of reel it in a little towards the comic book source material. I'm always a fan of that. But Robin's fight scene that finished up with the F Batman moment was probably my favorite scene overall. It's just brutal. It has this amazing, fun superhero-ness to it. It's just overall a hardcore, kick-ass Robin fight scene that I think I've always wanted. I think. <laughs> so it was just heavy. And uh, Starfire's scene and her origin are probably the most mysterious. Her power level was surprisingly high, which I thought was great because I guess I was kind of expecting for Starfire to be sort of get that powering down that some of the DC CW characters get sometimes. That didn't happen. She is powered up and we don't know a lot about her and her memory is kind of messed up. So she's definitely the one uh, that I'm, to me, I'm like, what's going to happen with her? She's the one I'm most interested in. And Beast Boy was really just a tease, just a tickle of a feather. Uh, to leading us to the next episode, which I am a sucker for cliffhangers, so I very much enjoyed that. I'm a fan of serialized media, so they definitely delivered a great cliffhanger. I definitely want to watch the next one. I loved the soundtrack, the score, the sound effects. It has this dark and moody feeling to it. Perfectly fitting for Titans and what they wanted to go for here. I just absolutely overall love the dark and gritty, realistic look of Detroit. So it did have this kind of set in a real location. Matter of fact, all of the shoots looked like they were on location shots. They just all felt real, not studio feeling. It definitely had a polished movie-like quality to it. I like that. It also didn't feel as just kind of low budget as a lot, as most of the CWDC shows. You can even tell by little things like Robin's outfit. They really just kind of took the extra steps into making it realistic and shaped in an interesting way. And a lot of the CW kind of over-leathers everything. This didn't have that, which I appreciate. The locations, like I said, they're kind of all over the place. And they all looked realistically shot on location. 
I love that. Top-notch special effects. There wasn't a ton, I would say. Most of it happened when Starfire stuff was happening and Raven stuff was happening, but they used it in a smart way, and it was just top-notch special effects, movie quality, so they've really spent some dough. The sound, the score, the tone, they just... they. Put it all there. It's all, they spent a lot of do, do re me into this. You can tell. So overall, I give Titans kind of a low to middle B, I would say. But I really liked it. I gave it four out of five sunspots. And really, that's actually very positive because most TV shows for me don't get four out of five or five of five sunspots, at least nowadays. So I definitely uh, will be watching this. I will most definitely continue watching it. It is deserved a look at. I know it's uh, tough to get out there in the world if you don't have the DC Universe Online subscription, but uh, check it out for sure. It was worth the subscription, worth the wait. It was definitely just felt me. It filled me with I need to watch more, which is great. It means a great cliffhanger involved. So, so there you go. There is my uh, DC Universe Titans live action review of episode one, season one of Titans. I really enjoyed it. So check it out. The next nerdy thing bouncing around inside of my weird nerdy brain is a new article published actually a bunch of articles today published online about stephen hawking's i will share this on at sunspots comics very soon some interesting essays came out that are going to be used for a new book on the late physicist author genius professor stephen hawking's one essay in particular reveals that he predicts that a race of superhumans could destroy humanity he goes on to say that superhumans could develop from wealthy people choosing to edit their and their children's DNA. Man, you naughty rich folks. He said it would start as easily as like rich people bypassing the laws, of course, to improve their memory or disease res uh, resistance or increase their intelligence or lengthen their life expectancy. And then it just kind of goes from there, etc., etc. Stephen Hawking points out here, it will probably be the CRISPR technology that is used, or what's, in other words, what's simply called gene editing, uh, which is against the law, of course, in most places, most places. <laughs> and CRISPR technology, by the way, was used in the movie Rampage, starring my favorite Hawaiian actor, Dwight The Rock Johnson. <laughs> so, one of the smartest humans on the planet, rest his genius soul, Mr. Stephen Hawking, thinks it will be... There could be a new race of superhumans that will end us all. Yikes. <laughs> and the last thing that's on my nerdy brain is I'm actually creating my very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. And man, it's been so much fun. It's been a dream come true to just make my own comic book my way. Since I started reading comic books back in the 1750s, <laughs> um, I created Zombie Destroyers. I'm writing it and doing the lettering. I can't wait to show you Zombie Destroyers. Please check out the Zombie Destroyers team. Artist Juan Mora at Young Minded Giant and Jordan Hudson at Skablad. And colorist Caroline Nolasco at Carol N. Art. Thank you to all of the Zombie Destroyers team for just making my dream of creating a comic book become a reality. So thank you. And if you would like to see what Zombie Destroyers looks like, looks like just go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. There is three sample colored pages there available for your eyeballs now. So please go check it out. Sunspotscomics.com. Click Zombie Destroyers. And now for a mention of our segment I love called Spotlighting. It's a segment on our Sunspots Comics podcast where I get to have some great conversations with some great comic book creators. 
Check out Sunspots Comics issue 159, for example. I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this heartwarming, awesome comic book about her grandfather's life called Aja. Please check that out on Sunspots Comics Podcast issue 159. Also, check out a spotlighting interview I'm super proud of. The interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. He is an artist of a comic book I love through Dark Horse. It's called Vinegar Teeth. His art is just beautifully weird and odd. You gotta look at it. He also directed a movie that's written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which I actually really enjoyed it, and I don't enjoy a lot of horror movies. But we talk about that and so much more. Please check it out on our Sunspots Comics podcast feed. There are a bunch of spotlighting interviews. Thank you to everyone that's been on the show. There's been some great guests on our podcast feed. If you want to help, if we want to help support the struggling comic book creator. So if you work in comics or you're trying to break into comic books like me, let's chat. Send me a message and a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com or message me at sunspotscomics. So let's set it up. So now, onto the main course, the centerpiece, the epicenter of the Sunspots Comics podcast, which is my comic book recommendations, where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out on New Comic Book Day Wednesday, 10-10, October 10th. And of course, just in case, a super-duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really, don't worry. I just want to inspire you to go and buy and read these comic books. I do not really spoil them. I never discuss the last few pages at all. I leave it alone. And I only discuss just some of the interesting points in each comic book. But just in case, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And to see the Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, just go to sunspotscomics.com. Please click on the pull list to see the just updated 107 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. Oh boy. Also click on top comic books of the week to see all of my past top comic book picks. They're all right there for you. I update my website every single week. I'm super proud of it. Check it out. It's sunspotscomics.com. Now, let me announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every single week, I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. So put your eyeballs on these now. So here we go. This week's artist winner of the week and also the cover artist winner of the week goes to one and the same person, Daniel Warren Johnson for Murder Falcon issue number one from Image Skybound Comics. Please follow him at Daniel Warren Art. I'll start with his stunning cover to Murder Falcon issue number one. It's got everything I want on a comic book cover. It's got unique eye-popping font for the title name, which it has to stand out. It has to look different and it's like something you haven't seen. You got it there. A dark background filled with this huge bolt of lightning and other kind of sparks all a-flying. It's just lovely. And our main characters, Murder Falcon and Jake, are just posed front and center, ready to melt our faces off with their rock. What else do you need? I mean, that's it. You got it all. Daniel Warren Johnson has a mixture of these kind of cartooning styles, but with great attention to tons of detail. That's his thing. It's about his perfect blurred action lines as well. They're just lovely. And inside of Murder Falcon number one, it's just fun oozing from every single page. That's what you're going to get. It's really about the way that even the smallest panels is just hyper detailed and gives you a little bit of storytelling content right there in the smallest of panels. 
It's got a wonderful, bright, multicolored palette. I love that. And just action scenes that'll just leap right out of the panels. That's just his thing that he does. I love it. Uh, DWJ, you always brighten my day with your lovely gift. I mean, truly, you are blessed. Uh, that is why you are the artist winner and cover artist winner of the week for Murder Falcon, issue number one. Thank you, Daniel Warren Johnson. And the breakdown. This week I read a huge, mungus list of 22 comic books this week. Yeah, lots of reading. It was a great week of comics. And only four of them, though, made it to the fantastic Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. It's super tough to make that top comic book pick list. And three new number ones this week. And actually two of them made it to the top pick list, which is excellent. So make sure you get those so you can be in on the fun from the start. So here we go. Here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my Great Ones list of the best of the new comic books that just came out. Wednesday, new comic book day, October 10th. And I recommend you go buy these immediately at your local comic book shop today. So as I said, there were four great comic books this week that I recommend, and here we go. Coming in at number four is Bully Wars, issue number two. This is from Image Comics. This is a story by Scotty Young, art, weird, cartoony, fun, art by Aaron Conley. Loving, fun, interesting, weird-looking stuff. It's great. And, man, i got to give hats off the colors to Jean-Francois Bellieux. He's just a lovely colorist. But uh, in its gist here, this is about uh, the uh, junior high school days, and there is a bully that is bullying all the kids, and we find out that he's not the biggest bully, and there's more bullies, and there's a bully war that's a forming and brewing. That's what it's primarily about here. And so the group of our, our loving nerds, I believe one of them's name is Rufus, which I love the name Rufus. I don't care what... Uh, what in what setting rufus is just a great name but uh rufus and his couple of friends try to find a way to befriend the current bully and knowing that if they can befriend this bully maybe the other bullies will leave him alone so it's just this horrible setting of a junior high school with tons of bullies but it, this would be a great animated series they should have it should get signed up for one bully wars would just fit perfectly into that kind of edgy adult cartoony stuff that's happening nowadays but uh Man, I think my favorite sequence is the training montage. I, I'm a sucker for training montages, but as I said, they're trying to sort of train the current bully that's not as bad as these other bullies, and there's a ton of them, and they're sort of training him uniquely, kind of specifically for each bully that he's going to be battling in the near future. And there's this great sequence where the current bully has to go and talk to the head football coach, <laughs> showing him that he has an invitation. He, of course, uh, loses the... The sort of game plan here and that all he needed to do was show his invitation but he's like i deserve to be here because i'm a bully and goes through this sort of this drop slot in the floor sending him to this kind of adventure on finding his way back to civilization <laughs> so this, that's my one and two of my favorite sequences in bully wars but it's great fun stuff it's cartoony it's fun it made me laugh this is actually better than the first debut issue which says a lot for a number two to really be great uh, number one supposed to pack a harder punch. This, to me, packed the hardest of the punches so far for Bully Wars. So check out issue number two from Image Comics. It's a ton of fun. But now on to my top three of the great pick list. That's right. So here we go. Coming in 
at number three is Captain America, issue number four. And this is from Marvel Comics, of course. This is written by Tanahisi Coates and art by Lennel Francis Yu, one of my favorite artists of all time. It uh, it didn't win the art win because it you could tell it's Lennel Francis's Yu kind of way he does a little faster art to get almost monthly book out. So when he really gets to take his time, I would say that's where you abs where I've absolutely seen his top notch work. But this is definitely solid and super good. But uh, the gist here is Captain America still trying to find his way. He in the last issue he visited this small town and revealed that there's kind of like this this hidden hydra cell in this middle maybe somewhere kind of middle european country kind of made up name of course for a european country that is a kind of stockpiling that hydra sort of rebuilding and they have his uh, love of his life agent 13 kidnapped so that's what he's really trying to do but he's kind of like i said in the earlier couple of issues he's there were these uh these these cloned kind of soldiers with Steve Rogers face and a tattoo of the American flag on their head that was doing all these uh, these horrible terrorist acts and he had to sort of stop them but at the same time the government wanted him out they were like look we'll call you if we need you but we got this and so he's kind of again sort of struggling to find his way and I love that aspect of it he just kind of doesn't have his place but now it's kind of like mission on he found this small country and the sort of Hydra base and he's trying to rescue Agent 13 but there is just some absolutely fantastic action sequences in this that's absolutely why I loved it they're just fantastic the art is just jumping out of the panels and almost off the page and uh, definitely my favorite sequences were just sort of the inner monologue here of Steve Rogers and the struggles he's going through and that also he's talking about how he's a true believer for our country there's definitely just this feeling of nostalgia and of patriotism going on inside of his inner thought process and I loved that absolutely loved that it just made me uh, you know wanna salute a flag or sing the national anthem <laughs> it really did fill me with that that bit of nostalgia and and patriotism but man the action sequence in this really did it for me there wasn't a ton of heavy dialogue but it really sets up the next issue nicely and there's a fantastic fight, fight sequence one or two fight sequences with the taskmaster who I just love that they kind of powered him up and they make you realize who he exactly is mimicking as he's fighting Captain America. And I won't tell you who, but that's, it was fantastic who he actually sort of mimics. And then he also lays out, Captain America does, and how he knows the Taskmaster can just sort of observe something and then quickly being able to to match that fighting style. So he is someone that he has to put down quickly or the longer he fights him, the longer the, the the lower the chances that Captain America has of defeating the Taskmaster. I like that they they made him a, a formidable opponent, not just someone that he's just going to punch in the face really fast and it be over with. So I dug that absolutely. So Captain America, issue number four, get it. It's a ton of fun and full of action and fight sequences and like I said, Captain America doing his Captain America kind of thing. And coming in at number two is the Last Space Race issue number one from Aftershock Comics. This is written by Peter Calloway and art by Alex Shabao. Shabao. <laughs> but The Last Space Race was a surprise hit for me. I thought it would be kind of straightforward in a science fiction tale of something, being the, the name of the title is The Last Space Race. Alex Shabao's art is crisp, clean, fits a science fiction telling perfectly. 
It's just very nicely done. The moments in space have a very kind of ethereal look to it. I love the sort of starscape that is created. It's just lovely. His art is wonderful. I don't know your stuff, Alex, but I will be from now on. <laughs> so thank you for that. And I think at its core, what's most, what I loved most about The Last Space Race was that it gives us a positive, and I know I've said this numerous times about science fiction stories, it gives us a kind of realistic and yet very positive outlook of science fiction and of life and of the human race, etc. This uh, is centered around kind of a, kind of a, I guess kind of a Tesla, kind of an Elon Musk kind of guy with bazillions of dollars that is uh, creating a space program with his own money and having difficulty with that. And then we sort of flash back to what may be the first contact uh, of other life forms. And I like that it's a kind of interesting, the way that we see it is not like how we've seen a sort of first contact before. It's of a light array that's not on the standard spectrum of light uh, mixed with sound. And so they believe it's maybe kind of a message. It's coming from Saturn. But they've tested it in numerous kinds of ways, and I like that sort of, I really love that sequence, actually, it might be one of my favorite sequences, is when they, you could tell that, you know, the writer here spent, did some homework on these sort of light frequencies and sound frequencies that are very unique, that uh, there is people in science now focusing upon that, because that's might be, that might be how the first contact actually happens, is from a satellite message sent out in space, but... I like how they go through and sort of debunk by testing this sound wave of all ways that it just could be something on Earth and not an alien of alien origin. So I really dug that. And again, like I said, it's a real interesting, very smart approach to science fiction and science. And I also love the sort of Elon Musk character, which I forgot his name already. Forgive me. I want to say it's Sasha, a guy named Sasha. But... I love his sort of positive outcome. He's got this positive outlook. He's like super stoked and excited. Like when the government finally approaches him and says, hey, look, we got to tell you the truth. Uh, there's this uh, message from Saturn. And maybe you want to go check it out. And he's all, F yes, like top of his lungs, multiple exclamation point. It's like he's just super excited. He's just this stoked billionaire that wants to spend a bunch of money to go out in space. Probably a one-way trip, etc. But... I just really enjoyed this from the get-go. It has great dialogue. It has some great character development, which you got to do to have an interesting number one issue. So I like that. We do get a little flash-forwarding here that kind of tells you what some of the story and what are some things that are going to happen. And uh, sometimes I can feel those, hey, let's show this flash-forward first. Uh, I sometimes can be, I can feel it as like, oh, don't lose your interest. You know, please don't go away. Uh, we promise the story's good. We're going to show you, you know what I mean? By that kind of storytelling, but it, it didn't bother me that way. And it just felt like just very linear and I really enjoyed it. But the last space brace, you got to check it out, get it. It's issue number one, jump in where the fun is just starting. Get in right here. The last space race issue. Number one, fantastic debut issue. Good stuff. But here we go now, on to the number one top comic book pick of the week. The great one, the champion, the top dog, the supreme leader, the big kahuna. This week's number one top comic book pick of the week is Murder Falcon, issue number one. From Image Comics, Skybound, it's from our artist winner, cover artist winner of the week, Daniel Warren Johnson. So yes, it's the number one, and it won best art and best cover art. It's uh, the whole tamale right there, all wrapped into one place. And as soon as I started reading this, I got to say uh, that 
In my head, I heard Eddie Van Halen's just mind-melting guitar solo eruption as soon as I started reading this. And uh, the song The Metal by my favorite band, Tenacious D, which, of course, I'm playing on the intro and outro. The Metal. But uh, art, like I said, fantastic. Daniel Warren Johnson. He did the lettering as well. There's a bunch of stuff in this. He created this. He did the lettering. Yeah, the art. A colorist, by the way, Mike Spicer. Fantastic job. Mike Spicer, just lovely, lovely coloring. It is a plethora of just bright colors. I love that. Absolutely love it. And the main story at its core here is uh, how metal can save the world. Yes, that's right. <laughs> but Jake has been going through some hard times as his band broke up, and he lost someone that's close to him. That's all I'm going to say there. As they, And Daniel Warren Johnson does a great job of just sprinkling that in and just kind of keeping us interesting, not laying it all out yet leaving a little bit of sort of curiousness as to what is going on with Jake. But Jake is just, just this metal dude. Yes, he's a dude, not a man. Um, <laughs> that has like a very A-Team looking van. The old show from the 80s called The A-Team. I think it's the exact van of that. I'm not sure, but anyway. I, I like that show, but it's a blue van with like this orange streak down the side. It looks very much like The A-Team. But he is a man kind of down upon his luck, and then... He gets visited from a strange other universe creature that says that if Jake will play and shred his face with some amazing guitar licks, that it empowers the the, <laughs> the murder falcon to saving the world and destroying these monsters that are now... There's been a rift in the earth and that that rift, they're, they're coming through. And here are these crazy monsters, but they can defeat them. Murder falcon and Jake with the power of metal. That's right. <laughs> I mean, even the opening sequence is fantastic when a little bit of a flash forward, there's a monster on Earth, and this policeman's like, hey, who are you? And as Jake steps out of the van with his guitar in play, says, I'm Jake. <laughs> it's just, I'm Jake. And then he's like, he's like, officer, he's like, you're going to get yourself killed. I don't need weapons, officer. I just brought metal. That's right. <laughs> and then lightning and guitars, solos, and murder falcony stuff happens. Yes. It's an absolute ton of fun. It was just a breath of fresh air. I love Daniel Warren Johnson's stuff. Uh, check out Extremity. It was a multiple Sunspots Comics top pick of the week, an art winner and cover artist winner of the week. Extremity by Daniel Warren Johnson. It was his absolute baby. He did like, uh, he finished it in I think 20, 25 issues. It was fantastic. And this is a definitely off the beaten path. He always seems to write in a bit of his personal life into this. And it absolutely is. If you read the bonus article in the back, which is fantastic. Sometimes I skip them. I'll be honest. But I'm so glad I didn't and read the bonus article. It does talk about like how in Extremity, he sort of had a dream about losing his hand. And how would an artist live if their hand was chopped off? This kind of the same thing is happening, whereas Daniel Warren Johnson talks about when, when he gets down and he has, you know, tough times in his life, music is there and he can pick up his guitar and it may not solve everything, but it just sort of helps him and improves the day and gives his spirits a little lift. And that's kind of at the core of what Murder Falcon is about. And I love that. It's a, you can definitely feel it on every page on these amazing sort of guitar solo-y rock you know, fighting monster, kaiju sort of situation, and murder falcon, he's got a bandana and just this scowl on his face, and he's a humanoid falcon. It's all just oozing love and fun and a good time, and you gotta get this. I mean, there is a beautiful splash page here that says, showing 
Murder Falcon just leaping forward with this humongous cybernetic arm that he has, about to punch this monster. And he says, metal will destroy all evil. <laughs> that is what it all is about, encapsulated into one sentence right there, folks. But if you love heavy metal, if you love just crazy, wacky stories about multiverse creatures and humanoid falcons and monsters on Earth and metal being able to save the day and somehow empowering our, our main guy, Jake, here, our main dude, then you're going to love Murder Falcon. Check it out. It was absolutely a ton of fun. I'm so glad I, I bought two copies of this, two vision, different version covers of it. I loved it so much. I, I just can't speak highly enough about it. So go get Murder Falcon. It is a just delight. It's wonderful. Check it out. Thank you, Daniel Warren Johnson. Again, it's the whole shebang, our cover artist winner, our artist winner of the week, and our number one pick of the week, Murder Falcon. Thank you, Daniel Warren Johnson. Lovely. And read that bonus page, by the way. So those are my new comic book recommendations this week for New Comic Book Day, October 10th. Let me lock the vault door. Please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comic books immediately. Do it. You will be so happy that you did. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal comic book recommendation, email me directly, chris at sunspotscomics.com. And hey, would you like some free comic books? Well, from time to time, as a thank you to you, the listener, I give away free comic books Digital codes, Marvel digital codes in Sunspots Comics podcasts. And there are still some unclaimed codes available. Just listen to the past Sunspots Comics podcasts that are on the feed. Grab the Marvel digital comic book code that I usually read around the beginning part of the podcast. Go to marvel.com slash redeem, punch in that code, and see if you want a free comic book. It's that simple. It's that easy. So go get them, and good luck. And please sign up for our email newsletter. It's sunspotscomics.com slash contact. Oh, and don't forget, go check out cryptidzoo.com. My buddy Julian makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You just use your HP Reveal app and your smartphone and every Cryptid Zoo t-shirt comes to life. You gotta see this. It's gonna just amaze your friends. Most importantly, go to cryptidzoo.com, use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of your order. That's right. Go to cryptidzoo.com. And please tune in next week for the Sunspots Comics podcast issue number 179. I'll be reading a list this week of 16 brand new comics for New Comic Book Day, October 17th. And there are also two new number ones that I'm going to check out. It's going to be a huge week of comic books, but count on me. I'll read a bunch, pick the best, share with you only what I consider to be the best of them so that you can save some time and some cash. So please help us out. Tell a nerdy loved one about the Sunspots Comics podcast, then go to iTunes and give the Sunspots Comics podcast a few positive words with five stars. We'd really appreciate it. If you do that, I'll give you a shout out on a future podcast and mail you a comic book prize pack as a small token of my appreciation. So thank you so much. I hope you have a nice rest of your day, but thank you for listening to the Sunspots Comics podcast. I just had a blast. I hope that you did too. And I hope that you love my comic book recommendations. So go spend some quality time with the ones you love by reading comic books together. Be like water, my friends. Goodbye. See you next week. Catch you later. Metal! Looking for a place where your love
Comics now.